0: and welcome to Business From The Front I'm your host, Chris, and today I'm going to explain a little bit about myself and why I think I have something to offer those of you who are starting out in business. So to start the story, I'll take you way back to when I was a kid. Um, I was my family we come from a family of five i'm the oldest kid we weren't poor but we weren't rich and money as it is for a lot of families was often the cause of a lot of stress heartache and fighting turmoil a lot of it was to do with money when i was young i witnessed all of this and i knew that i didn't want that to be me i didn't want money to be an issue when I grew up, I wanted to be successful and rich. Rich, rich, rich. My idols as a kid were sports stars, Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, Bruce Lee, successful, strong people. But I also liked movie stars because I liked the idea of being rich, driving fast cars, living in a mansion, having shiny things. I was fascinated by the material things because we didn't have those things as a kid. We didn't have shiny, nice cars. We had old, second-hand cars that weren't bad. They're were still nice, I still drove, did everything we needed, but I was fascinated by the shiny. So, fast forward to me in high school, very young. I didn't really fit in high school, both with uh, the crowds, I wasn't a cool kid. And the schoolwork, yeah, I, I wasn't a massive fan of doing what I was told or doing the work. So I didn't struggle in high school. I was capable, but I definitely didn't try. I was super good at the subjects I was interested in. The subjects that I was interested in, we didn't really learn much about. Money, sport, fitness. I loved uh, the sciences. I loved history, bit of geography. Fascinated by space, dinosaurs, in Egypt, all that stuff blew my mind. Loved it. So, when I got to school, I found myself in the other crowd, and which quickly led me to the other crowd, which is probably known as the naughty ones or the lost boys, with a few girls mixed in. And that crowd where I grew up was involved in drugs. And I quickly realized that they were involved in dealing drugs as well. And when I looked at them, they were like the movie stars. The young guys that I was with who were around my age had lots of money. They had awesome skateboards, always had nice new clothes. They looked good. They had lots of friends. They were well-respected. Some of them were feared. And coming from a kid who got bullied, I thought that was... Pretty cool, and they accepted me, too. They didn't judge me. I was just one of them. And then there was the guys who were a little bit older, and they were absolute rock stars. They had the girls. They had the nice cars. It it looked like a really good career choice at 13, 14. I should declare as well that uh, I haven't really explained this part of my life to many other people or my family, so why I'm putting it on a podcast, I don't know. Hopefully the family don't listen, and I'm pretty confident they won't. If it's going off the current listeners of zero, it shouldn't be a problem. So I decided, well, I got involved in drugs, I started smoking a bit of weed, uh, and that escalated into other things later, but the weed initially, and having no money, but enjoying smoking weed, I realized that pretty quickly, put the sums together, my analytical mind as a commodity that a lot of people wanted. I had access to it. I knew had access to the market who wanted to purchase it. So it made sense for me in my stupid mind to sell it. So that's what I did. I began my first business venture selling drugs as a kid. Now, The older I got, the more I realized that this was probably a bad career choice. Uh, The people who were a little bit older than me were uh, often in trouble, they were struggling, their addictions would sometimes get the better of them. And I knew that that wasn't what I wanted to do. So... I ended up in the Navy as a chef. I left home at 17, went to the Navy, spent eight years in there as a chef, sailing around the world and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. It was a job that I loved because it was hard work. I was pretty good at it. But after a while, I found myself getting quite depressed and sad because i knew that this wasn't what i was going to do for the rest of my life and my whole life i was on a quest not to be another tombstone in the graveyard i was passionate about finding something i was good at and that i loved and giving it my everything and when the navy wasn't it i was pretty hollow and i'd find myself standing on the side of the ship looking out into the vast blue oceans of the world thinking what the freaking hell am i doing i'm wasting my life and my time out here when i could be trying to find my passion it got so serious in the navy eventually i was in darwin at this time around 2010 a lot of things had happened in life and i was on small boats dealing with the refugees that were coming into australia by boat and was pretty well over being at sea by this time, and missing out on my family and my friends and all those things. I missed my own eighteenth, my twenty-first, all my friends' eighteenth, twenty-first, funerals, birthdays, weddings, birth, death, the whole range of normal people things. I missed out on in life because I was in the middle of the ocean, and. That was cool. I loved it. I had a great life. But it was starting to get to me now. I was looking forward to going home for more than three or four days or a week. And I was so stressed out and I wasn't sleeping. And I don't know if this was the cause of it, but I ended up getting testicular cancer. Uh, I was playing with my balls one day, as you do, because they, they didn't feel quite right. And I found a little... P-shaped lump on one of my testicles, and turns out, yep, cancer, had that removed. I had chemotherapy. And at the time, I can remember them telling me it was the most intense chemotherapy you can get over the shortest period of time, which was just over three months. I went in there four or five days a week and had oh, I can't remember whether it was two or four litres of fluid pumped into me a day, whereas a lot of people on chemo might lose weight. I went from 86 kilos to 99 kilos. I looked like the Michelin Man. I was just fat. I was just full of fluid and sick as a dog, really. So that happened. After that, I... Or during that time, actually, I missed a bit of a chunk of the story. Whilst I was at sea and in the Navy, I... would just knew that cooking was my passion. When I was in Darwin, I started looking at franchises a lot. I was fascinated by Boost Juice, The Coffee Club, uh, Gloria Jeans, those sort of cafe, hospitality-related industries, uh, uh, franchises, because uh, obviously as I was, my background was cooking. So I started researching them and I found out, Certain businesses were for sale. I'd call up and pretend I, was, pretend I was interested in buying them and I started researching what it would take to buy a franchise, really went down the rabbit hole. I also around this time invested in my first uh, piece of real estate because I knew that I needed other sources of income. I didn't want to be a one-trick pony and waste all my money which I'd done in my first initial years in the Navy. So I bought my first house, can't come along, threw me around a bit. Then I got out of the Navy. When we were in the Navy, it was uh, the whole time I was in just about, there was always these legendary stories of people getting out of the military, and going to the mines in Western Australia. Oh, it was the dream. You work one week on, you get one week off. You get $150,000 a year for driving a truck. We were like, bullshit can't be true and then we, yeah it is so it was always the dream for some reason to get out and get one of those jobs that'll be the answer for me it was, I didn't realise it but I thought that that money would just be the answer I thought, getting a job like that, having all that time off it'll be the best life ever so I eventually left the Navy and took off to a little town in the Kimberleys called Kananara. and before long, I found myself working as a diamond miner underground, driving loaders and blowing up rocks, having the absolute time of my life on really great money. I thought all my prayers were answered, working two weeks on, two weeks off. And then once again, though, I found myself not happy. I wasn't fulfilled. It wasn't the job that I wanted to do. and for, And that's when I discovered the money wasn't the answer. The money was good, the time off was good, but I was not fulfilled very depressed, still working away from home, which was one of my major problems with the Navy was being away all the time and not having control over my life and my lifestyle. Here I was out of sight pretty much you know this is a bad um, example it's kind of like a prison. I've been to prison but you wake up every day, you put the same uniform on, you go to the same place, you eat the same food at the same time, you go down, you do your work for the same job, same thing, pop, come back, same people, same conversation, book, bed. Two weeks of that, boring, killed me. Didn't like it. Ended up getting a job locally, uh, moved down in the southwest of Western Australia and I got myself a job in another mine, working two days, two nights, four off. And that wasn't for me either. Got really depressed and I went and seen a psychiatrist for the first time and that's when I realized that I wanted to start a business. So I went and seen business advisors even though I had no business. I started my Cert for in small business management without a business. I read books. I just discovered podcasts and business podcasts and audio books and I just started consuming content and started changing my mindset to believe that I had a business without one. I came up with a revolutionary idea to start a gym equipment company called Lichen Fitness. And it was a great idea. So I Googled it, as you do. Turns out somebody in South America already had the exact business, exactly how I imagined it in my mind. It was the logo, the products, the whole lot, all branded. It was amazing. So I messaged, the guys in Ecuador and said, would you like to have someone look after the brand here in Australia? And they said, yeah, sure. So before I knew it, I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea about business. I was sitting in my garage at 4 o'clock in the morning in the freezing cold, talking to a bunch of guys at a nice office on a nice table about bringing like into Australia. And I had my first business partner at this stage because I knew that I needed help and I had no idea what the frickin' hell I was doing. So I got a guy involved who was super keen uh, and an awesome dude. And we started Lycan. Lycan was a hard slog. It turns out it's hard to sell weights because they're heavy. You can't just put them in the post and send them off. And when the apocalypse happens... The only thing that's going to be left on earth is cockroaches and kettlebells and bumper plates uh, because they don't rot. They're not perishable. And once people have bought them, they don't really come back, not for a few years. And we started off with one pallet. Then eventually we got three or four pallets. Then I ordered the container load. And then I killed that business. There's more to that story, which I'll cover in a sec. So lichen was the most exciting business. I still own it to this day. It's still something I'm super passionate about and eventually I'll raise it from the ashes and bring it back to take over the world because it's awesome fun and it's a great quality brand. During the time that I had Lichen with the first business partner, I discovered that when you get a business partner, you need to choose someone who complements you. Don't choose someone who doesn't bring any necessary skills to the table. When you're growing a business from the very start and there's a lot of work to be done, you need specific skills. And if the person you choose doesn't have them, it's not their fault if you choose them. It's your fault that like you haven't done your homework right. And I did that. I made the mistake of choosing someone who couldn't help me in the areas that I needed help or that the business, it wasn't even me it was the areas that the business needed help in so we eventually parted ways and I kept liking I paid him back his investment and then we went on to Oh, and then I eventually fell in love with a sport called CrossFit and when I was in Darwin I'd seen this, I was right into my bodybuilding and I'd seen this gym oh, I was like a mecca, it had Every plate-loaded pin-loaded machine, walls and walls full of dumbbells and barbells and bumper plates, squat racks, lifting platforms, a kid's room, a woman's room upstairs was a whole boxing ring, boxing bags, a studio for classes. It had aftershaves and crap in the toilets. It had a full cafe with shakes, a supplement store it was it was my heaven. I absolutely love this gym and I knew then that I wanted to own a gym. When I moved down to Basilted and I had Lycan, I sort of discovered after doing some, you know, after being in the game for a little bit that selling gym equipment was hard until people had seen the equipment in use and seen other people using it. Like you needed some good examples. So I thought, well, what better way to do that than to fill a gym up with equipment and since I couldn't sell a whole gym worth of equipment, I thought oh, I'm going to open one. And I was in love with CrossFit at the time. Lycan's equipment is functional fitness equipment. They also We also do gym equipment now if you're looking for it. But at the time, it was mostly just CrossFit equipment. And I would just put it out to the universe that that's what I was going to do. I ended up finding I had a good friend who offered to invest in me and the business. And I came up with the idea and then I had a couple of other guys that I just mentioned to that I was going to do this and if they were interested, you know, there's an opportunity for them to jump in and open a gym with me. So that all ended up speedily happening and I spent a couple of years building this gym, uh, just starting an absolute business from scratch again that we owned 100%, all the logistics, meetings, Oh, setting up accounts, websites, the whole shebang, And I don't think I slept for the two years that it happened. I would often be awake just staring at the roof, but I filled the gym with lichen equipment. That's what the sea container full of lichen equipment was for. And pretty shortly after we opened, I was still working at the mine site two days on Uh, Two days, two nights, four off, and running lichen. Now, I was building a gym as well, which, so my four days off, after the night shift, first day off, instead of sleeping, I just work all day and then I'd work for the next three days. During my shift, so two days on the two night shifts, rather than go to bed, I would stay up all day and work those days as well. So I was pretty well running myself into the ground. Um, I had a lot of other life experiences through this stage which I'll cover more at another time and things started to fragment though probably around this time once the gym got close to the opening I was so busy, I was in a new relationship now I'd just healed from an injury, I'd torn my bicep off it was getting better and I wanted to get out of mining. And the opportunity came up to purchase the local supplement store, the Protein Shack. And I'd looked at the gym's figures at the time and it was in quite a frail place because it had just started. It was doing really well, but it probably couldn't support paying all of my bills. And the opportunity came to buy the Protein Shack. So I'd been planning and scheming on the Protein Shack for about 12 months. So when the opportunity came, the price was right. I just put it to the universe again and made it happen. So now I had three businesses, a full time job, a team with VSC, or a team with the gym that I was supposed to be working with, and a new misses. and all this stuff was going on. So eventually the gym relationship wasn't going to plan, I had way too much going on with other businesses, new relationships, trying to run the gym, so I decided to, and I wasn't sure that I'd be in the same location as the gym for the next few years. It's highly likely that I was going to leave within 12 months to two years, so to give the gym the best opportunity, I decided it'd be best if I left when I did, that way it could grow Into the gym, it needed to be from the very start. You know, I wouldn't have built it and left it uh, my mark on it if that's not how they wanted to go. They could build it their way from the very start, the other guys. So I decided to get out and get out of their way and let them do what they wanted with it. And I started to focus on the protein shack, which is where I am now. And I'm in the process of trying to bring life and fitness back. The protein shack's doing well but I am learning massive lessons every day on what it is like to run a business from the front line. Last year was my education in having building businesses and having partnerships and dealing with others and trying to lead a team. And this year is all about financials, sustainability, uh, being responsible for making sure marketing is effective and I'm getting good conversions. I'm not just wasting money on marketing. I'm not just doing a lot of free promos. I'm getting returns on all my investments and every you know bang for my buck is what this year is about. It's also a year about learning how to make a business survive. I've only had the business since August and it's things have been good and bad, but every month is a struggle. Every month I have to hustle to keep the place open. And I'm paying my dues. I have a plan. I have strategies. I go to work every day with the positive mindset and a direction so that I can do effective, quality work. Now, I am probably a long way behind where I want the business to be and my goals are still quite a ways away. So I'm hoping that in the next few months as we do these podcasts, things will pick up. I'll give you guys a little updates on how I'm going with the business, let you guys know what's happening. I've got a vlog where I do daily little videos just at the moment are quite boring just to tell people what it's actually like run a business every day, what my thoughts are every morning. And I'll keep doing that right up until the business is super successful and I'm balling and then I'll have my assistant do them for me. So guys, that's a little bit of a story, real quick version of how I ended up at the Protein Shack and on this podcast. I started out selling drugs. Since then, I've researched business, bought real estate, started three businesses. I've had Partnerships that have gone well, broken down, I've had investors, I've had business loans, I've had loans, family loans. I've pretty well got my MBA from the front line of business. My business education did not come from some book and some teacher or some lecturer. I'm out there, I'm doing it. I'm finding out the hard way often, but it gives me the best experience to share with you guys so that hopefully, You don't have to feel like you're doing it all on your own. Thanks for listening, guys. Next week, I'll be back. Uh, Cheers.